In Isaiah chapter 5, verse 29, it says, Their roaring shall be like a lion. They shall roar like young lions. Yea, they shall roar and lay hold of the prey and shall carry it away safe and none shall deliver it. See, we are in a day and an age that God is calling for His people. He's calling for the body of Christ to roar. To roar like never before. Uh, we are in a very, you know, every single day that we live and that we breathe, the days are seeming to get darker and darker. This world is getting crazier and crazier. And God has called for us to be like the line of the tribe of Judah, who is Jesus Christ. And He's calling for us to be like that every single day. And just like a lion roars, just like Jesus Christ, when He spoke, He roared. God is wanting for His people to roar. So I want to encourage you today. We're going to be talking about why do we roar? Why do lions roar? We're going to relate it to uh, why lions roar. But before we go any further, we can't go any further until we pray. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for all that you are, Lord. And God, I pray right now, God, even as we get into this podcast today, God, even as we get into your word and even, even as we discuss this topic, Lord, God, teach us. Teach us and mold us and train us to become better Christians, to be better people that you have called us to be, God. God, we want to seek after your word. We want to seek after your truth more than we want our truth. We want your truth. We want the only truth. We want you your word to live and to guide us every single day, Lord. God, we thank you. Holy Ghost, have your way in this podcast. In Jesus' name I pray, by the power of the Holy Ghost, and all glory and honor goes to our Father. Amen and amen. Now is the time to jump in. Now is the time to jump in with everything that is within you. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. See, he says it in this scripture. He says, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. See, when we're in right standing with God, He's not going to forsake us. He's not going to forget us. He's going to be there for us. He's going to continue to strengthen us. And this is how we gauge our strength. When we roar and we stand up for the Word of God and we stand up for what's right. See, it's, so, it's, it's easy. See, so many people, it, it, it's easy to... Just kind of stick your head in the sand. It's kind of easy to kind of be in the middle. And I'm just going to love everybody. I'm just going to do this. And see, I'm, I'm, I'm also not sitting here saying that you've got to sit there and, and be the ultimate judge everybody because God's not called us to judge. But you'll know. There will be opportunities for you to stand up for what's right. Stand up for the truth. And that's when we need to stand up and roar like He's called us to be. But if we're not standing up for the truth, then we're not in right standing with Him and we can't roar. And see, that's how you can gauge the strength that's inside of you. Are you standing up for the Word? Are you living by the principles of the Bible? Are you led and guided by the Holy Ghost like it talks about in Romans? 
so it's important to understand that when we are standing in His Word, we're standing up and roaring like we're supposed to, then we're going to be in right standing. And when we roar like that, we're gauging the strength that's inside of us. We're allowing the strength that's inside of us out to let others know where we stand with God and how we stand on His Word. When you don't do that, you allow others to, to, to comprehend and experience and to know that you stand for compromise. And there's no room for compromise in the body of Christ. There's no room in our walk with God to compromise to what the world says is alright. Just because the world says it's alright, just because the world says this, doesn't mean that that's what we're supposed to say. Well, you know, that's just not nice. Well, the Word of God is, can sometimes not be so nice. And when I say not nice, it cannot, it's not nice to our flesh. It's always going to be at odds with our flesh. See, that's why God wants us to be in right standing. So, the, the first reason that a lion roars is to gauge his strength, which is that righteousness. We need to gauge the strength. We need to stand up and roar like God has called for us to do. And that's when right standing stands forth in our life and it gauges the strength. In, in our, and when I say gauges our strength, it, it gauges the right standing in our life. The words that you speak, the actions that you take, that's what's going to gauge who you are in God and what you're doing in God. Are you standing for yourself? Are you standing for the Word? Are you just kind of trying to stay out of it to be the middle partition? I know there's a lot of people that just want to be that independent, but you know, we're coming into a day where God says, no, you can't be the independent. You either stand for God or you don't stand for God. And I'm sorry, you may not like the black and white issue of it, but it is the truth. God doesn't want us to serve, serve Him part-time. Only when it's convenient. Only when we really... See, that's what the problem with our churches today. We only cry out to Him. We only go out to Him when we need something. Whenever we're in trouble. Whenever we're in our, our, our lowest point. And of course, those are times that you need to cry out to Him. But we need to cry out to Him at all times. And not just be part-time Christians. Not to straddle the fence. God hasn't called for us to straddle the fence. He's called for us to be that young, strong lion. And that's how He gauges your strength. He sees your roar. What does your roar sound like? Is it in right standing? Or is, that, is it out of right standing? So I thought that was interesting. That uh, one, of the, one of the reasons that a lion roars is to gauge strength. Gauge strength of himself. Engage strength of those around. And to put a call out there. Another reason that uh, lions roar is to defend their territory and also to scare off intruders. So I thought that was interesting. See, God has called for us. Uh, it goes along with that overcomer, that righteous overcoming anointed revelation. So the next part, and one, of the, one of the reasons that a lion roars is to defend their territory and to scare off intruders. And see, and God wants to know, are, are you going to stand up? Are you going to defend the territory that God has given you? God has given you a territory. God wants you to scare off anything that will hinder your relationship with Him. Anything that will attack your faith. 
You know, too many times whenever someone tries to attack our territory, the enemy tries to attack our territory, we just don't say anything at all. Or we compromise and we, well, well, you know, but no. See, God, you know, that's not what a lion does. When a lion, when, when, a, when, when, a, when an, an enemy animal comes in to try to infiltrate its territory, it will roar to let them know you can't come here. And so if you are an intruder, you need to leave. See, the thing is, is God has made us, He wants us to be overcomers in the body of Christ. And it's not just overcoming uh, the, the devil trying to come in and, and do things, but it's also overcoming your flesh and overcoming coming ideas to try to come in to seep in. So many times we allow that sickness, we allow uh, that desolate uh, sickness or the way of thinking, our carnal mind, and we allow it to come in, and that's how it infiltrates our territory, and we, that's when we compromise. That's when we stick our heads in the sand. That's why when we say, well, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. No. That's not what it's about. See, God has called for us to stand up for His Word of God, and He's called for us to be overcomers, to overcome our past, to overcome our ways of thinking, to overcome our flesh, to overcome the enemy when he tries to come in and to fight us. But see, we have things in our past that we allow, and we allow it to hinder us, and then we're not overcomers. And see, it all starts with we've, we've lost our roar, so we can't become righteous we're not in right standing with Him. And when we're not in right standing with Him, we're definitely not overcomers because we have allowed that sickness of our carnal mind to seep in. We've allowed the, the stuff from our past to hinder and, and, and cause the way that we react to situations. And see, God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to react by the Holy Ghost. He wants us to react by the Spirit of God. But... We can't do that if we don't have the Spirit of God. We can't do that if we're not getting in His Word, if we're not truly communing with Him. We're too busy trying to do all these things physically to make us holy. We're too busy doing all these ceremonies to make us holy, when in reality what God really wants is us to commune in His Word. You can do all those things if it makes you feel holy, but this, getting in His Word, getting on your knees, crying out to Him, that is what's going to bring true holiness in your life. That is what's going to truly make you an overcomer. That's so when the devil comes in, you're going to say, No, you have no place. You have stolen too much in my life. I'm not going to listen to you anymore. The next time that your flesh and your carnal mind tries to tell you, well, it's okay, you need to do this. It's okay, you need to do that. You say, no, I'm not going to listen to it. I don't want it in my life. I am more than an overcomer. Romans chapter 8. We're going to read verses 36 through 39. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. And we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. See, God has made us more than conquerors. He wants us to be more than conquerors. He wants us to overcome those things that have hindered us in our past. See, that's the reason why we allow compromise in our life. It's not because, and I truly believe this, it's not, there are a lot of good-hearted people out there. There are a lot of, you know, the people that, that end up compromising or the people that end up sticking their heads in the sand and they don't really stand for the truth. It's not because they don't love God. It's not because they don't care for God or, they, or because they don't want to be Christians. 
It's because they've allowed things in their past to dictate the way they react to situations. And so when a situation arises, instead of standing up for the truth, it's so much easier to not stand at all or just to be in the middle ground so nobody's offended, so, so nobody's mad, so nobody's angry with you. And it's so easy to do that because it's kind of easy to do that middle ground. But see, we're coming into a day where it's getting darker and darker. God's called for us to roar in the dark, doing what a lion does, roar primarily at night, in the dark, so that when something comes in to attack our faith, when something comes in to try to take away our faith, we'll say, no, I'm not going to do that. God dealt with this very thing in my life. You guys know, back in May, I did a podcast. It's called I'm Done. And there was something that happened with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I am a big sports fan. I was a Dodger fan for 35 plus years of my life. But they allowed something in to attack my faith. And I wasn't going to have it. I had to stand up. And it wasn't easy. It would have been so much easier to continue to watch my daughters and not even think about what had been done. Because it didn't harm me. It didn't harm me physically. They weren't harming people physically. But they attacked something so much greater. And that's my faith. That's what I believe in. That's what I live my life by. And they attacked it. They made fun of it. And it's easy for me to sit by and not even think about it. And that's what so many Christians do. Well, it doesn't affect me, and it doesn't necessarily affect my family, and it doesn't change the way that I feel. Of course it doesn't change the way that you feel. But you're still not making a stand for it. God's wanting you to stand up and roar, to gauge the strength that's within you, and to be an overcomer, and to stand up for the truth for once in your life. But it's easier for us, because we, 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 we know people in our life, we know people that are living in sin in our life, and we don't take a stand. We don't take a stand for what's right. See, how much do you pray for? If you have people that you know that are doing things that you know aren't with, that's correct with the Word of God, I'm not saying you go out and call them out and, and, and tell them they're going to hell, but how much do you pray for them? How much do you pray for the body of Christ to change its ways, to change what it's doing? How much, what, what, I mean, that, that's the most important thing that we can do as the body of Christ is pray. It's the power of prayer. How much are you doing that? I can tell you me, I'm not doing it enough. I need to do it more. So that my brothers and sisters in Christ, they can hear my roar, and they say, you know what, I need to roar just like that. I'm called to be an overcomer. But if nobody's roaring, then when is the truth going to be stood for? When are we going to stand for what's right? That's what God is calling for us to do. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, you've got to get to the place where you're not going to let anything separate you. 
where you are an overcomer of this carnal mind that comes in and fights you. Because you know what? This carnal mind, it will fight you every single day of your life. But see, God wants to empower you. If, you are, if you're someone listening to this right now, and you are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you have been empowered to overcome the carnal mind on a daily basis. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening, and you're not filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's a whole lot harder to overcome this carnal mind. If, you don't, if you're not have been empowered and filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you've been in baptized, baptized by the Holy Ghost, and you're not using it on a daily basis, it's a lot harder to overcome. So I would encourage, if you've not been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, cry out and seek for the Holy Ghost so that you can be an overcomer of these things. So it makes it so much easier for you to stand up and roar like God has called for you to roar to be an overcomer. So the next time that nasty thought, the next time that carnal mind comes in and try to tell you, well, this, well, you're not this, and you're terrible, and, you know, tell you all these things. And before you know it, you keep letting that negativity into your soul. You keep on letting that negativity into your mind. I recently had to do that. You guys know that social media can be a place where it's just a cesspool of negativity. A cesspool of profane and vain babblings. And what does the Bible say about that? The Bible says to shun every profane and vain babbling. And I had to do that because there was something that was said on, on, on Facebook that I saw. And it was a very vain and profane babbling. Someone that was very judgmental. And it made me angry. One, because they were attacking someone that I love, that I respect. But it just made me physically angry. And I, I had to cry out to God. And God said, you, don't need, you, need to, you need to shun that in your life. You need to shun those things in your life. So you know what? The great thing about Facebook, you can block the shun. You can block the profane and vain babblings that are on your social media. And you know what? If someone comes up or comes along, shun it. Get it out. Overcome those things by allowing His Word and Spirit to come in and bring positivity into your life. Because we serve a God of, uh, we serve a God that is positive, that's, that's about life, that's about growth and strength and fruit. Not always trying to tear something down, bring something down. So, God wants us to be like those lions. When they roar, they defend their territory. Remember who God made you. You know what? And even when your mind battles with you, even when your past battles you to tell you that you're nothing, that you aren't anything, that you aren't anything special, know that God loves you and know that God cares for you and know that God it does call you special and He does love you and He's got a call on your life. And overcome those thoughts. Defend the territory. Defend who God made you. Not what man calls you, not what maybe your past tells you, not what maybe something was bestowed upon you by a family member or by a former friend. 
but overcome those negativities that have happened in your life and defend the territory that God has made you to become an overcomer. Be that righteous overcomer. That's why, it's God, that's why God has called for us to roar. Another reason that a lion roars, lions roar to show their power. To show their power. So it's a little bit different than just roaring is a way to gauge the strength, but this is to show their power. You know, and uh, I, I, God showed me that this is that anointing. You know, the anointing is what destroys the yoke of bondages in our life. It is that true power in your life to overcome the bondages, the things that have held you back. And uh, when you roar, you're, you, God wants you to roar like those young lions are supposed to roar. And it's going to show who the creation that God has made you, that spiritual creation that He has called you to be. You know, He hasn't called you just to be a father, just to be a mother, just to be a brother, sister, uh, husband, wife, whatever it is, but He's got a calling on your life. You know, I, I probably say this too much on my podcast, but it, I, I truly believe that every single one of you watching this, you have a calling on your life. It may not be to be a preacher. It may not be to be a podcast host. It may not be to a singer, but God's got a calling on your life. He's got a purpose for you, a greater purpose. And, and, you know, and, and it's my hope that you will do everything you can, that you will find what that purpose is. And you know why I say that? I say this a lot when I preach. There is no greater feeling in this world than to know that you're being used in your calling for God. There is no greater feeling. You know, I don't care if you are a professional football player and you won a Super Bowl and you've been at the pinnacle of whatever it is, whatever, whatever uh, profession that you find yourself in, no matter what kind of a war that you could be, that you can win in school or you can win in your job, it's a great feeling. It's a good feeling to, to, to achieve things. But there ain't nothing that feels better. Then I know in my personal life, I've achieved different things. There's a lot of things that the Lord has blessed me with. I've been, had a very, lived a very favored life. But there's nothing, there's no better feeling on this planet that I've ever felt than to know that I'm being used in my calling, my purpose that He has for my life. And so it's my hope, part of what I feel like God's called me to do, is to encourage and to uplift and to strengthen and to, to roar so that others can reach that in their lives as well. So that they can find the true power that God has placed inside of them. Not the power of themselves, but the anointing that He places in your life that destroys the yoke of any bondage that the devil would try to pull you down with. The scripture I'm going to read is 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, we're going to be reading verses 21 through 29, and it says, I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. So he says, I'm coming to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the truth, and that, though that, that the lies that, that, are, that are coming forth, they're not the truth. You know, that's what's crazy about this world today. You know, they're trying to present these lies as truth. And that's not what the Word, the word of God shows you. That's not the truth. The truth of God's Word is here and will always be here. 
That's why the lion tries to come and roar as a roaring lion. He's not a lion. See, God's called you to be young lions. He ain't called the devil to be a lion. He, ain't called, he's called, he tries to roar and tries to act like a lion. He can never be a lion. He can never roar like a lion. But see, God has placed His anointing upon us to destroy the yoke of any bondage that has held us back so that we can show the true power of God's strength in us. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is the Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let Join us next week as we continue, Why Do Ryan's Roar? Therefore is he the Now is the time to jump in! Now is the time to jump in when you have everything that is within you!